Word met. Whatever happened to the dream you had when you said, One day I'm gonna be so high in the sky, I'm gonna be no different from a bird's kiss. I'm a pilot. I got so much compassion in my heart, and in this lifetime, I'm gonna help as many people as I can because I'm a nurse. The whole world's gonna know about me, and everybody's gonna hear my name because I am a star. I'm gonna help build the best houses with the best foundations and the best buildings in the world in this lifetime because I'm an architect and that's who I am. See, at the time that your vision took flight, you took pictures of what you wanted to be and you placed them on the wall of your bedroom because in your mind you were so convinced that you could become that and so much more. And now, and now. Capital 263. Hi, good people. Welcome to another set of our career podcast brought to you by Career Zimbabwe in partnership with Capital 263. So we are here at Career Zimbabwe. We talk about career development, career enhancement, career transitions, and we are here to just give you career information so that you can get a sense of purpose of what you're doing. So today we are talking about or one other area that is of critical importance, especially to young entrepreneurs, which is intellectual property. So uh, most entrepreneurs are aware that intellectual property may be very important to a business, but are not and cannot be aware of the legal details. And most entrepreneurs have far too much on their plate to become experts in this area or to get, or to get any any information which is needed um, in the particular in the particular area. So today we have um, an interesting guest who is going to assist us and talk to us about intellectual property. So, Madam, you can introduce yourself. Uh, attorney from Mulingi and Mugaza Legal Practitioners. I mainly practice intellectual property law which includes registrations for all your intellectual property rights. All right. Welcome. So you are going to be our big expert today, <laughs> answering all those crazy questions about IP. Okay. So for maybe for the layman, uh, in layman terms, what is intellectual property? All right. So intellectual property refers to the creations of the mind, right? And through these creations, if you express your creations, right? Mm -hmm. That's when we protect your intellectual property. So we've got uh, different types of intellectual property rights. We have trademarks, patents, copyright. We have industrial designs, and we've got geographical indications, plant varieties, uh, traditional knowledge, and the whole lot. So for your trademarks, that's where we've got your brands, your Coca-Colas, your KFCs. Your patents, we've got inventions, the simplest thing that you could think of, a pencil, that's an invention. Mm -hmm. We've got your industrial designs, the shape of your smartphone, that's an industrial design. Your copyrights, we've got your books, your literary works, your music, your dance choreography, ETC. And then for geographical indications, we've got, you know where Mazoe comes from? Yeah. Right? The Mazoe orange cashews comes from, the oranges come from Mazoe. So that particular region can be protected under intellectual property as a geographical indication. We've got your traditional knowledge. 
uh, you know, the cultural things that we have, like the Maasai from Kenya or the Zulu tradition, you know, the beads. It is like Black Panther, Wakanda. Oh, yeah. I heard yes. that it's coming from the um, Monomutapa state. Uh, yeah, I also heard like about that. that. Yes, true. So that is your traditional knowledge. Okay. So, yeah, basically those are the definitions for all the intellectual property rights. All right. Thank you very much. So okay. it means that... If I just have a general idea of or an invention that I want to come up with, I can register before I make the invention or even when I'm making the invention or even when I'm finished. Okay, so when you decide when you're sleeping, right, that okay, fine, I, mean, I guess there's a problem that you're facing or that's the community is facing or something, then you decide, okay, fine, let me invent this, let me come up with this. The moment that you decide that, okay, fine, this is new, this is not obvious and this is industry um, capable, then you know that, okay, fine, this is suitable for it to be a patent and it's an invention worth protecting. So what you must first do is register, right? Mm -hmm. If you have your, you know, when you create your inventions, let's say if it's a chemical reaction or something, you've got your com compounds, ETC, right? Your elements, everything. You've got what you're um, protecting. So, the moment that you have a document that says, okay, fine, I invented this, it's supposed to do this A, B, C, D, you can file that and protect that. In terms of modifying ETC, you can keep on doing that, but after you've also gotten your what? Your filing date, which is the main priority. So that when you decide, okay, fine, I need to modify, ah, no, but first I decided this, but I guess I can modify this. Then at least you've got your filing date, which is the main priority, which you're supposed to have in terms of invention. All right, maybe uh, touching uh, on copyright. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that I got from some people uh, concerning copyright was that if I manage to finish my book on my laptop, mm -hmm. then I share the book with someone else mm -hmm. to assist maybe with editing. Mm -hmm. Then another third party will get hold of the book mm -hmm. and they publish the book as if it's theirs. Do I still have a, a legal way to claim that it's my book before I published or you know get the the copyright okay so with copyright you've got automatic protection right the moment mm -hmm. that you write down the, that's the expression of your idea right the moment that you write down your book if it's 10 pages two pages one page mm -hmm. the moment that you write down you're automatically protected through copyright so if you write the book, if you share it with the editor, if the editor or then decides to share it with another third party, then you can sue that person legally. Okay. Right. But you can also then register your copyright. If it's a book, let's say, you can just register two copies of that at the Zimbabwe Intellectual Property Office. Right. All right. For credibility and for liability as well. But copyright, you've got automatic protection. Uh, well, then it's different from the other inventions. If I come up with a new way mm -hmm. uh, of speeding up cars, mm -hmm. then by hook and crook, someone gets hold of that, then mm -hmm. sells it as if it's if it's his. Yes. Then you know it's done. Yes, that's different because with copyright that's automatic, but with inventions you actually need to file okay. your application in yeah. order to get. If you get that filing date that I was talking about, mm -hmm. then you can now contest on anyone who infringes upon your invention or your creation, etc. Ah, all right. So is there a, a... All right. What I'm trying to come up with is if someone decides to have a design mm -hmm. on something, then they put it on the public domain mm -hmm. before they even, um, you know, uh, get an IP for it mm -hmm. or a trademark or something. Like, mm -hmm. all right. 
Um, there was a recent, there was another case of someone who had designed a t-shirt and a cape. Then okay. they wrote the message, okay. then designed it, then put it out there. Then they, you started saying that this is something I'm thinking about. I have to do this and do this. Then someone with more money get got hold of that. Then he started the business. So does this mean this guy is not protected in this area? All right. So if that person decided to uh, create merchandise out of his product without mm-hmm. registering, right? Mm-hmm. That's the unfair advantage that's there. That if you have a date, the filing date is your priority. You can go to the courts with that and say, okay, fine. I'm the one who came up with this. I filed in this certain class. If it's for clothing, mm-hmm. I registered in this class. This trademark belongs to me, right? Then you can contest that this other person with money is infringing on my trademark. Okay. But if you didn't register anything and you claim that this person registered and if that person with money decided to register before you, then that person is the owner of the trademark. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So this word becomes very cruel. Yes, very, <laughs> very cruel. Actually. So what, what can young entrepreneurs do when they give, uh, sometimes give the excuse that we don't have the money to, to register IP or to approach any lawyer or something? So what can they do to protect themselves or to their ideas? Okay. So basically, um, protection is not cheap right Mm -hmm. but it's relatively fair and considering for the number of years that will be protected because it gives you a monopoly right you are the exclusive owner of that trademark of that invention right Mm -hmm. for a period of time so if you decide for young entrepreneurs that are out there if you decide okay fine i need to invest i've created with this um i've created this invention i have come up with this logo for my brand etc if you have the vision you must know that protection is your number one key Right. So in terms of saying that I uh, don't have money, it has to be part of your strategy. When you come up with either your invention, you have to budget for that because that's your main priority. Right. Mm-hmm. Because since you have the exclusive um, ownership of that uh, IP of yours, it means people can now then come to you and buy it from you. You okay. get it. Mm-hmm. So it's better that way. The money you would put out there to register or to file for uh, your IP right is less than the money that you get in return. So it's always wiser to be proactive and not reactive. So it actually means that if I manage to create something, then if I haven't registered it, I should not go for an exhibition for young entrepreneurs and show it off or, you know, on the public domain. Definitely. You should not go to the ex- exhibitions mm-hmm. or in front of a board or, uh, you know, you must not disclose anything to anyone. Don't even trust your neighbor because <laughs> you don't know who your neighbor is connected to because you come up with this brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the exhibition. There's people out there scouting for ideas in brand new ways to be uh, relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So then that same person, if you think, okay, fine, nah, no, let me exhibit my thing and whatever, you'd be shocked two months down the line, a big corporate has launched that same thing that you came up with, which is sad and you won't even get any benefit and you cannot even claim. So it's better if you have your idea, register first, then you can exhibit, right? Mm-hmm. So when you register either at the local office or at the regional office, there's official fees that you pay. All right. All right. So it will take cost you maybe, let's say $100, $100 to $150 for the initial application or $200 for the initial application. So it's better you sacrifice that 200 or that 100 that you have. You register, then you go and exhibit. As long as you register and you get that date, 
that's enough for you to exhibit and be all out there and act against any infringement. All right. So, um, all right. So one other thing is that's coming out is that an idea can be protected. The expression of the an expression idea. of an idea. Yes. But now this expression of ideas, they are in employees' minds. Mm-hmm. And you are starting off as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Can I put a clause to protect myself or to protect the company, uh, also protecting the ideas of the employees at that company? All right. So this is why we lawyers advocate for uh, IP policies. Okay. Right. In within each and every organization, because people are very inventive these days. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is essential for each and every company to have an IP policy, right, that regulates the ownership. Who is the owner of the IP that is created by an employee whilst he's under employment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have that clear in the contract or the IP policy, who is the owner? So then you would know that if I come up, if I'm working in an IT firm, right, Mm -hmm. and then I come up with this new and inventive way of software ETC, right, you must know that, okay, fine, I did this whilst during working hours, I did this under the roof of this IT company ETC, I used the IT company's resources, then you must definitely know that the IT company must own your invention or your software, right? So it all depends with the contract and the IP policy. If the IP policy says, okay, fine, you share 50-50% of ownership, then it's fine. It all just depends with the contract and the IP policy. All right, so... All right. Same Maybe. as universities as well. Your, yeah, same as universities. If you manage to do a dissertation mm-hmm. or a project at mm-hmm. a university, uh, how lucrative it is, then still the university owns that project. Yes. And the dissertation and all that. Yes. But maybe coming to, to the employees. So it means for me to come up with an idea or an invention, I should do it at my own time and at my own place with my own resources yes. and not tied to the organization I'm working at. Yes. If you want to solely claim that you're the owner of this invention, mm-hmm. right? Even if you are an IT guru and you decide when you're at home, okay, fine, I'm going to create this, 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 that is not linked with your company. That mm-hmm. is totally different, right? Then it becomes yours. But the more that you develop something whilst you're under a company, right? And it's sort of a development of an idea that's within the company also, then it belongs to the company. All right. Yes. But with companies and universities, that's why the IP policy is needed because then you have revenue sharing schemes. Let's say if you then decide to commercialize your product, uh-huh. then you know, okay, fine, the university takes 20%, you, the inventor, you take 40%, etc. Just depends. All right. Yes. Maybe from, from the work that you are doing in IP, do our universities have that? Uh, even with the polytechnics and other institutions, do they have IP policies? It's what we are actually advocating for. Okay. Because not a lot of universities, in fact, the majority of universities, they don't have uh, IP policies that are functional, right? They might have draft IP policies and whatever, but then they don't have functional I, um, IP policies that can govern each and every invention or IP that is created within the universities by the students, researchers or external researchers or the lecturers, professors, etc. So does it mean that there's a loophole that the students can actually walk away from the university with their projects? But then if you, the disadvantage with that is that mostly the resources that you would need to come up with that invention, Mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't necessarily have them at home. 
right? So you decide, okay, fine. When you're in your doorroom, you decide, okay, fine. Ha, ah, there's Facebook, right? I can come up with this social media uh, interaction, what, what. Then you go to your professor. Ah, professor, look at this. I've seen that there's a loophole in this, what, what, what. Then the professor says, ah, no, it's actually a good idea. Let's develop, let's develop, um, uh, sorry. Then the professor says, okay, fine, this is a good idea. Let's actually develop this and make it into something, right? So then that's when you see that the investor will be able to assist in terms of resources, in terms of, uh, uh, I don't know, mostly resources that are needed. You would need the university unless if you have functional resources at home and you've got functional input ETC at home. So usually I would advise that even if you do it at university, it's still an advantage to you right although the investor will be the owner but you're the inventor and due to your if you commercialize then you get your sharing scheme all right so then the other thing i, I learned about intellectual property is that it is also territorial yes so it means that if i register my ip in zimbabwe mm-hmm. even if someone else from outside gets hold of the same idea but it's not in their country they can also take it as is and you know just registered in their own country as well. Definitely. Definitely. Which is why for the developed countries, right, mm-hmm. this is why they register in each and every country. Kanye West even registered his, he came up with this invention of sound and hologram, ETC. He even registered it in Zimbabwe. But you think, why would you register in Zimbabwe? Because no one even has the time, right? Mm-hmm. But because lucky for them, they have the funds, then that's where they register in every country because it's territorial because you don't want to run the risk of someone coming up with the same thing and doing the same thing and then infringing on your um, intellectual property. So how you is there an international board where you just registered once? Yes, for... it's, it's there. Ah, okay. Yes, for trademarks you can do it through the Madrid protocol. You do it through the local office then they will send the applications mm-hmm. to the uh, all the respective other countries that you would want internationally. So Zimbabwe has to be uh, party to all those treaties. So like for us, Zimbabwe is party to, to certain all treaties. Those treaties. Yes. Ah, okay. So what maybe what are the other benefits uh, for, of uh, registering your you know with IP okay. besides the the security and protection of of your invention or idea? Okay. So like I said, there's commercialization, right? Uh-huh. When you decide then to develop your brand or your invention and protect it you must know that you can also get money out of it so which is through licensing franchising and the whole lot like coca-cola they're still making money by just selling to each and every distributor or manufacturer out there who wants to use their brand Uh so commercialization you end up getting revenue from that all right not only protecting as well okay so thank you very much this has been very very informative so maybe your last words uh, directed mainly to young entrepreneurs in the area respective of the area of IP. Okay, so for young entrepreneurs, I would say be proactive and not reactive. When you decide to invest in anything that you know that will be uh, helpful to Zimbabwe or the community at large, wherever you are, just know that you need to seek protection, right? And you also need to have that thought that, you know what, I've, got, I've come up with something and I can get more out of what I've decided to come up with. So I'm just encouraging them to just be aware of what is happening around them. 
don't go to these big corporates and expose yourself, sell your soul. They will give you this lucrative deal, but then in the end, you will lose all your rights. So people should now be aware of ideas that they're creating and who they're presenting them to in order to protect and safeguard your intellectual property. So to the entrepreneurs who will be listening to this podcast, where, they, where can they get you to get uh, assistance in IP? All right, I'm from Wingen Mugaza Legal Practitioners, as I said, and our offices are in Samora Pegasus House, seventh floor. And yeah, by the reception, just ask for Tendo. By the reception? Yes, definitely. <laughs> all right, so okay. although almost all entrepreneurs will be aware that intellectual property is important, it is worth digging a little deeper to find out what intellectual property you actually have, the competitive, uh, competitive advantage, uh, what it offers you, whether it's going to be exploited or to its potential, and whether it remains a good investment for you. But as the returner says, be proactive and not reactive. So it means register that idea, register that invention, make sure you've got the date, and then you can go out there and show your invention or an idea elsewhere. So thank you very much for listening. This has been Career Port. Uh, brought to you by Career Zimbabwe in uh, partnership with Capital 263 where we are free to say it and free to do it. So you can also get us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's Career Zimbabwe. Ciao. And now. And now. Capital 263.